All right, just as we drew it up, nightmare scenario for Syracuse. They get Carolina, a team who they have not beaten in their last nine tries. And we're going to break it down here for you on the Locked On Syracuse podcast. We get you fresh Syracuse content every single weekday. One of the last great free sources of SU content. Okay, so Tim, who is out in Greensboro, where are you right now, Tim? We have to talk about this. I am sacrificing for the podcast right now, Tyler. I am currently outside my hotel in the parking lot sitting on a chair with a laptop in front of me as we record this because there was just no way to find a a good spot to do it in the hotel. Too much music going on. I tried the indoor pool. There's people in there. So I'm out here doing something I've never done. And honestly, if a car drives by and you hear a horn honk or something, that's because of it. If you hear some birds, that's why. But if someone saw me right now, they might like call the police. I, I've, I've never been in a situation like this. But Well, the ambiance must be great for you if you're outside recording a podcast right now. Oh, because yeah. Because that just must be what the weather's like out in Greensboro, North Carolina. Anyway, the Orange taking on Carolina, the 9.30 draw tonight. But 9.30, you and I both know, really means 10 o'clock. Okay, if we're really going to get into it with everything that's going to get slid back and Boston College and Notre Dame being the game beforehand, probably going to get a little get a little coffee, Red Bull, whatever keeps you up at night if you want to watch this game. And and the fact that it's Carolina, maybe splash a little vodka or whiskey in there as well, because that that is the kind (laughs) of game we are in store for. So you were at UNC Virginia Tech yesterday. Carolina took care of business. They're the hot pick. They're the trendy pick. And right now for Syracuse, they're going to have to stop a team that's kind of on a mission right now because they know their tourney chances are on the line. And they know that they can probably win this ACC tournament if all goes right. Yeah, I mean, this is... You can't even make this up, how bad of a draw it is. And I know Syracuse put themselves in this position at the end of the day because if they had just taking care of business like they should have at Miami, we would not be having this conversation. But the bottom line is they didn't. And of all the teams they could have played in the second round, there's one team that was 10 times harder than the rest, and that's the team they got. UNC is not only a terrible matchup for Syracuse because they're one of the best rebounding teams in the country. They've got Baycott and Brooks down low that can hurt Syracuse in many ways. They've got the ability to shoot over the top of the zone, as we saw inside the Dome. They beat them nine straight, but they're also just one of the most talented teams in the country and one of the hottest teams in the country right now. I mean, at the game yesterday, and another thing to add to all the reasons why this is a tough draw is because it's in Greensboro, where it was a sea of Carolina blue, Tyler. I saw the pictures on Twitter. I mean, yeah, it's a home game. It's a complete home game. They even had the I Am a Tar Heel videos in the middle of some No, they segments, didn't. Which, they do Did that they really? for both teams. I yeah, guess, they yeah, do they the, do, yeah. But the I Am a Tar Heel video, that, that's a real momentum changer, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that gets yeah. me going. Actually, now that you mention it, they went from kind of up 10 and sort of cruising to full throttle crushing Virginia Tech right after the I Am a Tar Heel oh, video. Man. So, hopefully that doesn't come at an inopportune time for Syracuse in this game, but It's going to be a sea of blue again. It'll probably be even more fans because of what they saw and some fans that maybe were watching yesterday and said, oh, they might be making a run here. Let me get out to Greensboro. It's only about an hour and a half from UNC. And I don't know. I mean, this is looking like 
a 15-20 point loss when I look at it for Syracuse today. It is really? a You're... daunting matchup. All yeah. right, so the Vegas line right now is set at three. Ken Palm actually has Syracuse pegged for a one-point victory, believe it or not. I don't know how much they take into account the fact that this game is pretty much going to be a home game for UNC. The only difference is the venue, but the fans, it's going to be 90% Carolina fans, maybe even more. I mean, Maybe 95, yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's the disparity we're looking at right here, but... I mean, this is a team that that's hot right now. They, they've won a couple games. They, they've shown that they can win games. Again, you got to remember this team lost on what was it, five buzzer beaters in the month of February alone. I mean, yeah, it, it was it's, just it's the nuts. worst possible draw and the worst possible luck for a team that is arguably the most talented in the conference. I mean, when you look top to bottom on this team, you've got Cole Anthony. He was an All ACC team member. Garrison Brooks was the most improved and also an All ACC guy. Brandon Robinson was injured for a good portion of the year. He's playing well. Christian Keeling has come out of nowhere and yep. has given them good minutes. And he and did sprain his ankle yesterday, right. but then yeah, came that. back in the game. So I so, expect him to play. Yeah. But Keeling, he torched the orange last game. He was 7 of 11 against the Cuse for 18 points. Not to mention the fact that Cole put up 25. Brooks had a double-double of 26 and 14. I mean, those are the dominant numbers that the dominant bigs will put up against Syracuse because of their lack of interior presence right now. It's, we can say it as many times as possible. It is worst case scenario. And I know the Vegas line is three points, but you just listed off the talent. Roy Williams called this his least gifted team ever. If that's the case, I don't feel too bad for him and his coaching career because <laughs> he I know tried to injuries. Fire himself this year. Yeah, he, he said a lot of things. And, and he's I dropped an F-bomb. Yes, what, what, what's he, he going did. on, Roy? Come on. Right. He's in uncharted waters this year. And UNC, I know injuries have played a factor. I know they've blown tight games, and that's not a proper indication, really, their record of how close. They've been in almost as many games as Syracuse has been in. I right. know they like to cling to that, and both teams should cling to that because that's a proper indication of how hard they play, how much talent they have. UNC at times has maybe not played as hard as possible, but now they are. Now they're playing confident. They have basically a home crowd. I just, I mean, you think they have a a chance of winning this game, Syracuse? I think they have a slight chance. I I don't think it's a good chance. I mean, we've talked about this before. UNC, of course, is the nightmare situation. And at this point, I mean, you're looking at guys on the roster who have never beat Carolina. Now, I know there's no true senior unless you want to count Sean Belby who's a walk-on but there's no true senior on this team so they have not beaten Carolina no one on this roster I mean heck I mean since joining the ACC Bayheim's done it once all right like that that's the level of struggle that they've had with this Carolina team because they like to push the tempo they don't like to let the 2-3 zone set up They've got guys who can hurt them from that free throw line area, whether it be as a shooter, whether it be as a passer to facilitate a high-low action with the the guard and, and the bigs, or, they, I mean, they've just had shooters on the outside. Brandon Robinson can be a problem against this zone. We've, we've seen it before with, A, his shooting ability, B, he can distribute the ball a little, he ha- and, and Cole Anthony, too. I mean, there are, guys, there are a lot of guards on this team that can do really dangerous things from that zone free throw line area. Leaky Black had six assists. He was posted up there sometimes. Garrison Brooks, a big, had four assists. Cole Anthony had seven. 
Brandon Robinson had four. I mean, there are guys who can just absolutely torch the zone. I mean, they assisted on 25 of their 33 buckets against the Orange last time. I really don't see a way that Syracuse wins this game. They would need everything to align. And it's just crazy that we're saying that because they're the sixth seed and they're playing a 14 seed. <laughs> yeah. And, like, what a weird year. It just with this coronavirus stuff now because Syracuse is literally, yeah, if they lose this you're game. You're done going to class, aren't you? Until, like, the end of yeah. the month? <laughs> <laughs> Until March 30th, at least. But if Syracuse loses this game, then it becomes. Are they even going to make the NIT? If the NIT is even on, or if maybe they do something right. where they play but no fans are allowed. I mean, that's becoming a real thing, even in the NCAA tournament now, where the language that they put out yesterday makes me think there's a good chance that there's no fans in attendance for March Madness, which is would be shocking, obviously, to watch and really would be bizarre. But I don't know. I mean, they're the sixth seed playing the 14th seed, and they're three-point dogs, and I feel like they should be way way more dogs than that based on what i saw from unc last night and yeah you look at everything i mean the the best case scenario is that some memo comes out today that says yep we're banning fans from the the acc tournament because of this coronavirus scare because i mean that place is going to get loud for carolina that's just what it's going to be so all right when we come back we will give you some keys for syracuse and what they have to do if they want to hang in this game with one of the hottest teams in the conference, the Carolina Tar Heels. That's next on Locked on Syracuse. So Syracuse and Carolina tonight, late night at the Greensboro Coliseum. Tim Leonard, you will be there. I am unbelievably jealous. Just watching the <laughs> ACC tournament yesterday, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what degree of limb I, w- I would cut off to be at the, the ACC tournament because that is my favorite sporting event in the world. It is the greatest spectacle in sports, just going there and seeing pure basketball passion at the ACC tournament. So I wish I could be down there with you right now, but you will be tweeting for us for Locked on Syracuse. Follow the show at LO underscore Syracuse if you want to see Tim's inside perspective from being inside the house That'll be mostly 95% Carolina fans. Yes. <laughs> so that that's what we're looking at today. Syracuse taking on this Carolina team that has really shot the ball well as of late. Pretty much dating back to when they went into the Carrier Dome and shot the lights out. 50, almost 52% from the field, 42% from three, and nearly 90% from the free throw line. So right there, when Carolina is putting out a 50 40 and almost 90 performance for you you're not going to win games because that has been one of the things that has plagued them all year long but they're starting to turn that corner right now and get into the Carolina that we thought they would be but looking at this game from a Syracuse perspective right here because at the end of the day you can only control what you can control and for Syracuse right now that, that's going to be making shots. And it sounds stupid. It sounds cliche. Make or miss league. Whatever you want to say. But this team needs to make shots. Especially from three-point distance. You look at what happened in the Virginia Tech game yesterday between Carolina and the Hokies. And Virginia Tech was baited into taking a lot of threes. They chucked up 36 of them. I mean, they're treading close to what BC did against Syracuse. But yeah. they shot 10 of 36 from distance yesterday. 
If Syracuse shoots 10 of 36 from three, they have absolutely zero chance of winning this game. Right. I will say Virginia Tech got a lot of pretty clean, pretty open looks. So they're going to be there for Syracuse. That's a weakness of UNC. Not a great defensive team, particularly guarding the three-point line. But from what we've seen from Syracuse in the past month, month and a half now, is they're going to be like Virginia Tech and not make shots. I mean, it's, unless they get over that hump and get back to how they played kind of start of ACC play shooting the basketball. Because when you really look at this season, to oversimplify it, it comes down to they just haven't been making three-point shots for the better part of a month now. Right. And, I mean, you look at what Syracuse – and I think a lot of this game, we could be looking at a game that Syracuse really needs Joe Girard to step up. And, and again, that's a big ask for a freshman in the ACC tournament, but – Syracuse got a big ask out of Buddy Beheim last year as a freshman in the ACC tournament. He put together one of his best performances when the, the lights were brightest. And for him to go out and, and do that, it helped Syracuse and propelled them to win a game and largely kept them in the game with Duke and almost gave them a chance to make a little bit of a run in that ACC tournament from a year ago. But the Orange coming off one of their worst shooting performances of the season, especially from deep against Miami, where they went just 5 of 25. 5 of 25 is going to get you, you're, you're digging your own grave at that point if you're Syracuse. We know that rebounding is going to be an issue too here because Syracuse, while they've been a solid rebounding team, th this Carolina personnel does not match up well to what no. Syracuse wants to do in that regard and keeping the Tar Heels off the glass. Remember what Jim Beheim said after the last UNC game? They lost the rebounding battle by 10, and he was like, yeah, that's, that's fine, pretty good for us. Like, So he knows <laughs> it. I mean, that's, that's the type of animal they're going against in UNC, who, as we've said, is just a nightmare matchup for them. It's, it's going to be a tough, definitely an uphill battle for this Orange team because – I mean, just all the factors playing in, nothing, anything that's a coin flip, it, it, it's going UNC's way. That's kind of how it feels right now. Anything that's kind of up for debate, like, oh, you, you think neutral site? Nope, Carolina. Uh, Seating-wise, oh, you get, oh, nope, Carolina's actually the better team right now than Syracuse, despite what the seating says. So it's certainly going to be difficult. I think defensively, too, for this Orange team, just... You cannot let Cole Anthony get out in space and prevent your team from setting up its own defense because the 2-3 defense is ultimately going to be what lets Syracuse win. I mean, we can say all we want on the offensive end, but if you let Carolina go out there and make 12, 13, 14, 15 threes, I mean, that's their weak suit. You have to catch them on an off night, it feels like at this point, where they cannot shoot the basketball. And if you can't catch them on an off night like that, or at least try to create problems and create an off night with your defense, then that's going to be a problem. But we've seen Cole Anthony get, and even last year, Kobe White too, we saw those guys get out in space, get moving across the half court line, and Syracuse doesn't even have a shred of its defense set up. And, and this is something you have to imagine. As simple as it sounds, but this has got to be what the focus was in practice th this entire week was getting back on defense because you knew you were probably going to draw Carolina yeah. and they are going to push the tempo on you. It, it sounds simple. It sounds stupid. 
but get back on defense. That's what this team needs to do. Totally. I think the other thing is they've got to kind of lean into this is a road game. No one believes in us. Let's battle like we have at times this season because we know this is a hard-working team. We've never doubted that for a second this season. No. And now they have played really well on the road this year. So maybe if they just come out with the everyone is against us right now, everyone's for UNC, that's the mentality they have to have. And it has to be a type of performance like Elijah Hughes at Georgia Tech where someone comes out and just silences the crowd, takes ownership of the game, whether it's Hughes, whether it's Bayheim, as you mentioned, Gerard, maybe. Someone needs to be Jerry McNamara for them to go on a run here right. in this tournament, like yeah. GMAC did, of course. So it's asking a lot, and I do think there's a weird thing that they kind of do play better on the road that might be in their favor. But, I mean, this is just such a tough matchup that, honestly – my mindset going into this game from a Syracuse side of things is let's see what this team's made of. Let's see them put up a fight. Keep this entertaining. Keep it close, which is wild that I'm saying this when it's a 6-14 matchup, but that's really how I feel. And, you know, I mean, this is important for if there is an NIT, and that continues to go on even with the coronavirus stuff, then you want to make sure you're in that tournament and losing by five versus losing by 25, which is possible against a team like UNC, if they come out and play like they did yesterday, could impact that. So put up a fight if it could be your last game of the year, if it could be one of your last games of the year. Just battle. And I think we can count on that team to do this. I just don't know if they have the talent, though. All right. When we come back, it is the postseason version of the prop shop. That's next, Locked on Syracuse. All right, prop shop time here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast where we deliver you fresh content every single day. The only place for free daily Syracuse podcast. When you look at this matchup as we dive into the prop shop, well, let's just start with the tip time here because that is the great unknown right now. We don't know what time this game is going to go off because it is following that Notre Dame-Boston College game, which of course can be a long game, as you and I are both well, well acquainted with. So, we'll start with this. Will the opening tip happen before or after 9.50 Eastern Time? Man, I'm going to say slightly under. I think it's right around 9.45 they tip it up. BC Notre Dame might take a while, and then you got that 20-minute down period that's a given. But I'd say they get to it at 9.45. I'll say slightly under. And I will say, I was talking to some UNC people uh, around the press room yesterday, and everyone's been kind of subtly complaining, not to people's face, but about the coffee at Greensboro. And UNC people, Syracuse people, are not happy that they are going to have to go to Starbucks before this game and can't get the coffee at the press room. But the food was great, and I really have no complaints. I'm not much of a coffee drinker, so I didn't really impact me that much. But if you are... uh, into coffee, tonight would be a night to probably pick up a coffee because I think 945 is probably likely. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go over here, but that coffee thing is a nightmare. Have you seen the – I think it was Matthew Gutierrez who wrote the article about the coffee drinking habits of some of these Syracuse players and how they always get a coffee before the game. Howard Washington's a big guy because I remember I would be in the press room sometimes at the Dome and you just see Howard Washington walk in to the press room, grab his coffee, and leave. 
and you're kind of like, huh. hmm, that's uh, didn't think I'd see you here. But yeah, hopefully they he get is, the and, word that it's, yeah. it's not that good at the press room. <laughs> yeah, might have to pick that up at the hotel instead. So, okay, next up, he did not fall out last time against UNC, despite the fact that there was a massive, massive disadvantage down low on the blocks. But Barama Sidibe, we are going back to the well, Tim. Four and a half fouls for the big man. And I'm going back to the well, too. <laughs> I'm saying over again. He hit for me last time. Brooks, remember Baycott didn't really play that much in the last game because he got hurt. Brooks and Baycott, assuming they fully make it through this game, are going to get him in foul trouble again. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that's going to be a, a point of emphasis, too, especially because Sidibe kind of hurt them in that game yeah, as well. He, did. he had a double-double, so if Roy can get him out early, that would certainly tip the scales even further in the direction of UNC. Next up, we've got Cole Anthony, the pride of the state of North Carolina right now because he's got the whole state buzzing, versus Elijah Hughes, who scores more points? This is a good one because Anthony would have led the conference in scoring just by a little bit over Hughes if he was eligible and played enough games. Remember, he missed 11 games with injury. So Hughes and Anthony, two top scorers in the ACC. I think Anthony's playing great right now. He lit up Syracuse from that straightaway three spot last time. I bet they get out on him, key in on him a little bit more. And I think Elijah's not going down without a fight today, just based on what he's given Syracuse all year. So I'll say Hughes slightly has more points. I'm going to go the other way on this one. And I, I listen, I think both of these guys could put up 25 apiece tonight. So this is I don't take this as a slight on Elijah Hughes. I just think Cole really gets it going. And the range for him, too, extends to the logo. Like, that is the type of shot that it's he is scary. allowed to take. So you, you're not going to see the 2-3 zone press all the way that high. So I'm going to go Cole, but I think both guys get to at least 25 tonight. I think I know it can we be talked one of those about, games. We talked about this on the last uh, time we talked about UNC, our recap podcast, like a couple weeks ago after they crushed them. But as I said then, I really wouldn't mind them sprinkling in a little bit of man-to-man today, given what the history is here. But... I would be floored if it happened. Right. So, anyway, <laughs> I think the I just... country would be floored if it happened. Yes. Right. Next up, UNC made a lot of shots last time, Tim, against Syracuse. And Jim Beheim went into his post-game <laughs> press conference and says the reason UNC won, and he's not wrong, but the reason yep. UNC won was that they made shots, which is one of our favorite sayings not just in college basketball, but in basketball in general. It's a make-or-miss league, so will Jim Beheim allude to the fact that UNC made shots? Absolutely, especially when they win this game by 15, as I think they're going to do. And Roy said the same thing in his press conference at Syracuse. He just threw up his hands and was like, we made shots, guys. I know it sounds simple, whatever, you're going to get on me, but that's what happened. UNC is a bad jump-shooting team all year, except for the last five games, so... In some regards, it's actually good if they're chucking threes because their stats don't support it, and you know how deadly they could be in the interior, but they've also been hitting threes. I mean, Brandon Robinson was unconscious yesterday. Anthony knocked down six or seven threes against Syracuse, I should say. So they're going to make shots again, and they're going to win by 15, and Beheim will say the same thing, I bet. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they'll. I think it might come from both coaches, too. I, I really do yeah. because, I mean, remember this game, Syracuse – scored almost 80 points. I mean, this game was played 
in the 160 or 170s rather last time they they met up so this could be another one of those yeah, high take scoring the over games. tonight yeah <laughs> um i've also next. heard a little bit of chatter from the players that these rims are kind of friendly so that could impact your over okay you know what? so i noticed this yesterday that, like everyone talks about maui the soft rims it feels like yeah. and and this has no no impact on whether or not a shot goes in but it feels like there's soft nets in Greensboro. Like, is this a thing? Because whenever that <laughs> ball went in, it. <laughs> it, it went in the net and then it kind of like swirled around in the net. It just like, it just calmly went through every single time. So maybe yeah. this could be a big Joe Girard game because it feels like his shots do that a lot. So right. maybe this is a Joe Girard game. He gets the soft nets out in Greensboro. If they're anyway. friendly rims, they, they weren't that friendly to Virginia Tech and they're three-point yeah. shooters. But exactly. Anyway. Yeah. Ask, yeah. ask the Hokies. Last here on the prop shop, Jim Beheim's jacket, does it come <laughs> off at any point in what could be the the last game Syracuse, last meaningful game Syracuse plays this season? So what usually leads to the jacket coming off, in my eyes, is not getting up on the three-point shooter. And it's usually if Joe or Buddy does something where they're just not out enough and Cole Anthony or someone like that pulls straight away and hits a three over top of the zone, I think it could happen. He he did toss it against Miami, and they lost, which I know Noons tracks all that, and they've got that full list. And that's one of the rare times this year where he's tossed it and they've lost. But I don't know. I I think he's going to toss it again today just because UNC will kind of do the same thing they did as last time and and shoot a lot of threes over top of the zone. Yeah, I'm with you too. I think the jacket comes off at some point. Here, just a little side thing here. Who is going to make the shot that triggers it? Cole Anthony. You're going to go Cole? I'm going to go Brandon Robinson. Yeah, I think Robinson might get like a wing wing three, and, and that'll do it. All right. That's going to do it for us here on the Locked on Syracuse podcast. Orange and Tar Heels tonight, 930 big game in the ACC and you can check out the Locked On ACC podcast as well after you're done listening to this one because this is their week ACC tournament week Tim I am so jealous that you are down there right now I (laughs) wish I could be with you maybe next year we'll we'll conjoin and meet up down wherever the ACC tournament is next time all right that's gonna do it for Tim out in Greensboro, as well as the lovely ambiance of some of the birds out there in his outdoor <laughs> podcast studio, I'm Tyler Aki. That's going to do it. We will talk tomorrow, a full recap of this game and where the orange go from there. That's coming up tomorrow's episode of the Locked on Syracuse podcast. We will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.